Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about our church, visit therockonline.org. And now a message from The Rock of Gainesville. This is so good to be with you guys today. Hey, I want you guys to do something for me, okay? Um, you guys have crowd mics on. We're like online. People could hear pretty well, I hope. I want you guys on three. We're going to shout, we love you, pastor, okay? Listen, I, I know, man. I've been walking with the man a long time. Um, you know, we've been on trips together. I've worn clothes out of his closet. No, man, no, literally, man. Sometimes I just have this endearing moment because literally when like her, her boys were still at home, like there was times when she would shop for stuff and then she would buy me something too. And I was like, oh, it felt so special. It was like back when I was in college and, or, you know, just married. It's like, oh, she brought me something too when she shopped for her boys. I felt so loved. Her little caramel son right over here. I'm a little darker than the other three, but you know, I'm a son. So on three, we're going to shout, we love you, Pastor. You ready? One, two, three. We love you, Pastor. We are. Yeah. Man, Pastor, we are standing with you. We are praying for your health right now. Pastor Suzanne, hand him some tissue because I know he's crying right now. Like, a, like me. Like I'm just crying right now. Man, the goodness of God is so, it's so beautiful. Well, we're going to continue in the word. Um, and, um, oh, man, Whew. you just get crying in front of the church. There's like literally there's tears on the stage, like right here, dripping from my face. <laughs> we're all family, man. It's all out here now. <laughs> um, we're going to continue in this word that PR so expertly brought us into the last couple of weeks. Give it up for PR real quick. We were texting yesterday, joking around, and, uh, and he, says, uh, he says, man, looking forward to tomorrow. Don't make me look too bad. And I was like, whatever. I was like, I got I to gotta show up for my alma mater, the Ron Hyatt School of Bible. You know what I'm saying? So I got to show out for the Ron Hyatt School of Bible where I went to school. <laughs> um, thanks, PR, for, for bringing us into this word, character in chaos. Well, we're going to continue in this today. And... Um, you know, as PR took us in the first week, we looked at Esther's courage in the face of chaos, which helped her to maintain her character, right, and do what was needed in the moment. That, that ability to go through everything else and say, this is what's needed in the moment. We're going to get after it and get it done. And then the second week, uh, through Moses' life, he showed us and we learned that um, how we should conduct ourselves in stress and chaos is important because it will define our next season. Because you saw the consequence of, of, of Moses' choice in that moment. All wasn't lost, but we saw the reality that sometimes things go down and it's like, wow, didn't quite respond the way I wanted to respond. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank God for mercy. Thank God for Jesus. Because, man, there's been some times I responded how I shouldn't have responded. And if you don't believe me, ask the pretty lady over here on the first row. There's times when I have not responded as I needed to respond. But God is so good and merciful and gracious, and he helps us to remember we've got to come back to ground zero and focus in with a proper foundation so we can maintain character and chaos. Well, PR had us over in Numbers, and uh, I'm going to continue there for a little bit today. We're going to go to Numbers 21, 4 through 9, and we're going to talk today about being captivated by Christ, captivated by Christ. Numbers 21, 4 through 9 says this. 
And from Mount Hor, they set out by the way to the Red Sea to go around the land of Edom. And the people became impatient on the way. Lord, help us. The people became impatient on the way. And the people spoke against God and against Moses. Why have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there's no food and there's no water. And we loathe this worthless food. Wah, wah, wah. Wah, wah. Sounds like us sometimes. One thing about somebody else going through is, oh, God, I'm going through this, and this was so hard. So tough. Mm. Mm -mm 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 -mm. This worthless food. Then the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people, and they bit the people so that many people of Israel died. And the Lord came to Moses and said, we've sinned. We've spoken against the Lord and against you. Pray to the Lord that he take away the serpents from us. So Moses prayed for the people. And then God spoke. And the Lord said to Moses, make a fiery serpent, set it on a pole, and everyone who is bitten, when he sees it, shall live. Everybody say, shall live. So Moses made a bronze serpent, set it on a pole, and it and if a serpent bit anyone, he would look at the brown serpent and live. So God had mercy in the midst of it. The sin that of the people put them at odds against God. And the resultant judgment was those serpents that came among them. Today we have our issues in the ways that we sin against God and then we see the resultant issues that come. The things that God never intended for us to deal with. The issues and the problems and the challenges which are the results of sin. Terrible, difficult, challenging, but the results of sin. Somebody say, but God, <laughs> who is rich in mercy, comes and provides for us when we don't deserve it. Come on, people. That's why I can't come into this room. And let me give you a tip. If you come into this room and you're ever like, eh, you know, I could lift a hand. I don't know if I like the song. I don't know if I feel like it. Think about the gravity of your sin in light of his holiness and then how he made a way. And oh, yeah, you'll remember. Write it down. Take a picture. Send a telegram, as one hip-hop artist said in the 90s. Because sometimes you need to, to remember the goodness of God. Because we forget and we take for granted all that he's done. Come on, man, the second person of the Godhead folds himself down into human history for you and for me. Eternal, unbound by time. And then you're going to take on this? I mean, however glorious, you know, whatever is put in the media and Hollywood and they got you on Instagram and TikTok and whatever else that we think a person may be, oh, my God, so amazing, so beautiful. We are but this compared to God. And he puts himself in human form for your sake and my sake. And so this moment is a foreshadowing of what Jesus would do and the sacrifice that would be made and the fact that the only way the healing, the restoration, the forgiveness was going to come is when you look to Jesus. That's why God did what he did here, right? So Moses made a brown serpent and set it on a pole. And if the serpent bit anyone, he would look at the brown serpent and live. I mean, who led Eve and Adam astray? The serpent, which is what became, what put us in sin. 
And so he literally now takes, he said, I'm going to redeem that which was coming against you because I'm going to make a way. I'll even take what looked like it wasn't going to be a good way and I'm going to make a way because I can do all things. I am God. I made this whole thing in six days and then took a day to rest. Just like that. Don't question or worry that I can do a thing. So don't figure out your own way that you're going to deal with your sin or your issues or your challenges. Look to me. Look to me. What does it mean to be captivated? To captivate means to attract and hold the attention or interest of. Many of us today are captivated by the world and we need to stop. Okay? And listen, I'm, I'm, and, it's, and it's all of us. I don't mean just like the kid who's like, oh, mom, I want to do this. You know, the antsy teenager or a college student who just wants to go taste some of the world. You know, go hang out, go get a drink, go to the club, go get in this relationship. You know, explore sexual relationships, all that stuff that the world offers. I'm not just talking about that. I'm talking just even about looking to the world for your solutions and your answers. We become captivated. Oh, man, what's the latest? New? Okay. I'm not looking to the word. I'm looking at what the news tells me. If it's subsequent to what God says, then okay. But if your defining factor is what the latest news anchor says on TV, shut it down. Shut it down. Because you're becoming captivated by what the world has to offer rather than having your attention drawn to Jesus. You have to. You have to. We got to be captivated by Jesus. Let's go a little further here. Here's the deal. Jesus points us to the reality of looking to him for salvation. Jesus points us to the reality of looking to him for salvation. Here's what he says. Remember the story we just read, okay? Let's fast forward here into John chapter 3, verse 14 to 15. If you don't know already, those are the verses that precede the most popular verse in the Bible pretty much. To the world, John 3, 16. For God so loved the world, he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. Man, you'll have an unbeliever quote that to you. It's so well known. But we miss the power of it. So many times we miss the power of it. Here's Jesus leading up to that verse. He says, and Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness. I'm sorry. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the son of man be lifted up that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. Come on. I'm with you, Howard. Thank you, Jesus. That by looking to him, we have salvation. Not by looking to the things of the world. The world is offering us solutions right now. Even as you saw this tragedy last week with this man who went crazy and shot these people at these, these massage parlors in, uh, in Atlanta, I think it was. So the world is coming ready at the, at the spot with answers for you. I'm shaking my head no, because no. They don't have answers for you. The world would like to interpret according to what they think and bring all the experts out to tell you this is why it's happened. This is how we're going to fix it. No, it's not how you're going to fix it. You're going to fix it when we come back and realize it's Jesus. Come on, we got to look, man. We got to be captivated. Some of y'all need to shut it down today and say, look, there's Jesus. There he is. There's Jesus. Not here's the latest report on what we think it is. Here's the six books you need to read to get up on this subject. Here's Jesus. Look to him. 
Thank you, Jesus, for what you did on the cross. He told us, man, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up. Next thing, we're called to continue to look to Jesus. So we got salvation, but now we're called to continue to look to Jesus for the life of holiness and the work of sanctification. You see, sometimes we, 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 think, we think this is a quick thing. We get to Jesus. You get salvation, and now I'm good. Yeah, I'm, I don't even read my Bible. I don't even go to church. I don't even pray. Done. I'm saved. I got it. I can run with it now. I'm gone. I'll be back later if I need anything, Lord. That's not it. That ain't it? Oh, Lord, I'll be back when my loved one is sick. I'll be back. I'll be back when the account gets low. I'll be back after that stimulus check runs out. I'll be back. But that's not what he's saying. You keep on looking. You stay captivated. You stay saying, oh, my gaze is fixed because what else would I look at? Truth is, we, we look at other stuff. But we have to keep our gaze firmly fixed on him. You know, Psalm 119.37 tells us, tells us this. Turn my eyes from looking at worthless things and give me life in your way. It's a scripture I use with my boys, man, and learning how to guard our eyes from the lusts of the world. We've got to turn our eyes from looking at worthless things because there's life in the way of the Lord. But you've got to look to his way. You've got to look to his way. If you continue looking at the things of the world and then say, well, God, help me a little bit, you're captivated by the wrong thing. You're captivated by the wrong thing. We're waiting for whatever the world tells us is the way that we're supposed to respond to certain things, and then we want to respond that way. Not that they're going to listen to me, but a public service announcement for every preacher and Bible teacher out there, stop doing public opinion, public opinion surveys for your sermon, sir and ma'am. Stop. Stop. Shut it down. Don't give me the latest news report. I could get that on TV. What I need is the Word of God to tell me how to filter the rest of that stuff. I need to stay captivated by Christ so that when I look at the rest of the stuff, I look at it rightly. Because if I'm not captivated by Christ with him as the filter and the lens, then I'm looking at that stuff according to the natural man in the flesh. I'm not even going to know how to handle it or take it in because I'm looking at it with human wisdom and human understanding. But I need to look at it according to Christ. Hebrews 12, 1 through 2 says this, Therefore, since we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside... Everybody say, lay aside. lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Here it is right here. Looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Amen. Hallelujah. That's what I'm standing on today. I'm not standing on if I can be good enough. I'm not standing on if we could figure this stuff out and fix things, make solutions happen. You know, one of the crazy things happened a few years ago 
when that shooting, that terrorist that the shooting happened in San Bernardino, California, um, there was this news report. Um, there was a particular newspaper in New York City who was very cavalier, and, and their big statement on the newspaper was, um, stop telling us about your thoughts and prayers. We, stop telling us about your thoughts and prayers. We need action. Yeah, and, that's, it, and it's purely a humanistic response. We, we, can, we can put our hands on this and fix it. Come on. We better cry out to Jesus and look to him. You can, you can have a shooting and you can do every gun control law in the world you want. And I'm not, I'm not trying to jump in one, one way or the other. I'm not hating on 2A and I'm not, I'm not giving an endorsement for 2A. <laughs> Although I'll probably own a couple in a few months. <laughs> Myself. <laughs> if we're being honest. Um, but it's not about whether you land left, right, or center on the politics of that. It's the fact that we think that we can solve everything by putting our hands to it in the flesh. Come on. We don't, bro. Come on. Quote that. The wrestle, the fight is not against flesh and blood. We got to realize in the spirit what needs to be handled first, and we're only going to get that again by being captivated by Christ, by looking to Christ in all that chaos. The chaos is out there and the madness is there. And imagine yourself being back there in the camp. I mean, there's a couple million people, the children of Israel. And the Lord tells Moses, make this, make this bronze serpent, put it on this staff. And you're out there way back in the nosebleed section of the children of Israel. And you got bit. I can just maybe. Can maybe make it out. Is that Moses? Ruth, Miriam, we'll pull Bible names. Deuteronomy, Exodus, Leviticus. <laughs> Any names you got. Is that, is that I, think, I think I see it. Like we don't think about the practical realities of this. The Lord says, look, look up. Didn't say it was going to be easy. You hear me? Come on. You're back in the nosebleed section and you just got bit. The temptation, because I got to do this to see, is that Moses? And is that the staff? And is that the servant? It's easier to get that first aid kit and go back to the tent. Oh. Come on, bro. My tent's close by. My wife just got a new box, and she's got some gauze and some stuff, and she's, she was formerly a nurse before she started homeschooling the kids and, and all that stuff, so... Let's go back to the tent. We'll, we'll patch it up, baby. We'll be good. But what did the Lord say? He said, the way that you're going to live is to look to the sacrifice that I've provided, to the way that I've made in order for you to live. You don't get to do it another way, right? So get your first aid kit if you want, but it's not going to be successful. Get your book if you want, but it's not going to be successful. Watch that news report and have your study group if you want, but it's not going to be successful. Pass your laws, but it's not going to be successful until we look to Jesus to be captivated. Come on, give it up for Jesus. Give it up for Jesus today. You see, you see salvation is not a drive through pickup. We continue to look to him and commune with him throughout our lives. It's not a drive-through pickup. 
And listen, man, that's one thing, I'm not gonna lie. It's not always the healthiest, but I bless the Lord that at moments when I need to, I can drive through. And I'm, Pastor Tad always laughs at me because I'm always, when we're out, we go to lunch, like we'll go to lunch someday if I'm working with him or something. And we'll be on the way back from lunch and I'm like, hey y'all, if we wait 20 more minutes, it'll be happy hour at Steak and Shake. <laughs> we get that milkshake half off. <laughs> They laugh at me all the time. He's like, I hate you because you keep eating and you stay skinny. I'm not as skinny as I used to. I let that shirt hide this. I'm about to get one of those, what do they call those things? Spanks? Hold the belly in. <laughs> Try to keep that in. <laughs> Button that up. <laughs> yeah, I was joking with him. Like, Michaela's wedding was coming up and my pants came because we and him were doing the wedding. And I was like, my pants are kind of tight, dude. <laughs> It was after the holidays. Christmas hit me hard. Um, but, but I'm thankful for drive-thrus. But, but listen, that's not my salvation. My salvation ain't like a drive-thru. I get to drive, pick what I want, pay, and then just leave. That's not what we get with salvation. It's a continual communing with him. It's continually being captivated and looking back and saying, every single day I look to Jesus. Don't get far away. And if you are, man, do everything you can. If you're way back there in the nosebleed section and you can just make out Moses and you can just make out that bronze serpent, look. Because remember, it was a symbol. Jesus showed us in John chapter 3. It was a symbol to lead to the fact that you would have to look to him. And what did verse 2 say again? Looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith. He starts it and he perfects it. That's what you need today is you need to look to Jesus because he's the one who's going to get it started and he's the one who's going to finish it. Everything that you have need of is found in Christ. That's why we've got to look to him. In the midst of whatever it, it, it takes, we've got to look to him. Remember this. Remember he is the word. We forget that. It's so practical. Like we try to get like the super emotional like Jesus and his beard. And if I run up and give him a hug and, and rub it a little bit, that's going to be my healing in life. I mean, I mean, it's, that's cool. Like when I get to heaven, if I could see him and touch him like that, you know, it's the Lord who have, has, has been my whole life for so long. Yeah, but you realize the essence of it when we walk this out today is the word. Because John chapter 1 tells us that in the beginning was the word and the, with God and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. And without him, nothing was made that was made. And what happens a little later down there in the chapter? And the word became and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory. So the essence of the word is the fact that that's Jesus. The essence of Jesus is the word. So we've got to look to the word. And in so looking, we're looking to Jesus, the founder and the perfecter of our faith. So when people come at you with this fact that the Bible's not sufficient for what you need, that's what you need to do. You ever see a little gif in your phone if you have an iPhone? Little cat, it's like this. <laughs> like when people come at you with like, like you need something besides the word, you need more than that. We, we have other supplements we can give you. I tell my wife all the time, I'm like, but just post that. Just like not even say anything. I'm like Facebook, Instagram, everywhere. Just like, I'm going to post the cat again. <laughs> no, y'all. <laughs> no. <laughs> nope. Missed it. <laughs> missed it. Got to look to Jesus. We got to turn our eyes on Christ. 
because that's what we need. Well, three things here I have for you before we go. All right. In staying captivated by Christ, here's number one. Resolve to keep your eyes on Christ. Resolve to keep your eyes on Christ. Realize that the only place you need to look is to Christ for all that you have need of. Yeah, life is life. We got to do what we do. But everything is under his care. Right? Who's the supplier of our needs? Our God. My God shall supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory in who? In Christ. Every need you have is supplied in Christ. Every question that needs to be answered. At the entrance of your word, it brings light and it brings understanding. Your word is a, a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. You can turn my eyes from worthless things and give me life in your way. Everything we have need of is in him. So we surrender ourselves to that and realize that, man, we resolve to keep our eyes on Christ. Second, remember that it will sometimes be challenging to keep your eyes on Christ because of circumstances. All right, remember what we were just talking about? You're back there, way back in the nosebleed section with all the other children of Israel, and you get bitten, and your temptation is, man, hey, baby, go get the first aid kit and, uh, and patch me up because that's the way I'm going to live. And then ask, uh, ask Ruthie in the next tent over if she has some advice on how we could t- get this patched up. Because, you know, with your expertise, you were a nurse. Yeah, she was a nurse too, right? Well, almost. Okay, cool. That's good enough. She has a lot of medical books. All right, cool. We'll figure it out. But what was stated, when you look at what I've made, the Lord said, then you'll live. And it might be hard and you might have to really look to get that thing in view. But that's how you're going to live, the way in which he prescribed. Looking to, there's Jesus. There's Jesus. And there's all this stuff. There's, there's, there, there's COVID-19, and then there's, there's debt, and there's, there's multiple myeloma, and there's breast cancer. And then there's a struggle between me and my brother, and I thought we were going to be resolved by now, but we're still at odds. And my dad's not speaking to me, and it's been five years. And the boss just called, and they're downsizing, so now I lost the job. They went and they cut my hours at work. I looked in my investment account, oh my God, whoa, hey, I thought that had a little bit more in there. Interest rates dropping there. We thought we were going to be able to afford that house this year, baby, but, you know, maybe next year. Circumstances hitting you left and right. But, Jesus. He is. I implore you today, be captivated by Christ in the midst of it. One of the most beautiful things you'll ever see is believers who are going through absolute hell on earth speak of the glory of God and Jesus and their face lights up. I love watching some of those stories like on CBN when they, when they go into these areas and they'll help people start a business or something and you see the face of a person, they tell their story and I'm sitting there like, I'm just gonna lay on my carpet right now, literally. Lord, because I don't even understand. I was over here like my struggle was difficult and this person has gone through absolute hell on earth. And they talk about, but then I found, about the, found out about the love of Jesus and their face lights up and I'm like, oh, 
God, help me to remember to stay captivated by my Savior, by my Lord, by the King of Kings, the one who is above it all. I encourage you today, don't let these circumstances keep you from looking back up and saying, I'm looking to Jesus. Stay focused on him. And lastly, realize that keeping your eyes on Christ is solidified by believing that he is the source and the solution. Come on, believing he is the source and the solution. Not just saying, well, the pastor said, look to Jesus and you know, I prayed a little bit and yeah, I'm good. No, but believing within you, right? Here's, here's how it was said. Pastor Hector preached a few months ago out of Mark chapter nine. Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. Like I'm jumping in because there's no other option. It's like Peter said, right? Lord, where else are we gonna go? You have the words of eternal life. Like I couldn't go somewhere else. I could pick another option, but I understand already at least that, that you have the words of eternal life. So where am I gonna get something better? Where am I gonna get something better? I gotta stay with Jesus. Continue to be reminded that he's the author and finisher of your faith and not what the world is offering you. He is and not that, not what the world's offering. It never has a solution, but God, but Jesus. Telling you, the world would like us to take our eyes off of him now. But Jesus, you know, when everything went down a, 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 a few, over the last few months with everything with RZIM, with Ravi Zacharias, that's heartbreaking. And a lot of people ask me because they know how much I've studied from RZIM, from podcasts to books, to, to lectures, to interviews, to, to articles. I mean, I, I feel like I have a degree from RZIM. I never signed up for their core module course, but I feel like I have a degree from them. And, 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 and a few people had asked me, and I said, you know what? It's always tough when I see somebody fall or fail. I said, but you know, it never gets too tough, and I'll tell you why. I said, I have so resolved in my heart to keep my eyes on Christ that I can never be that moved by a man. I mean, I'm sorry to disappoint anybody. I just can't. I just can't. It's one of the things I loved years ago when I first came here and Pastor George and I connected and he honored me publicly actually for that, that that was my heart and my mind and I was not ashamed, even in my Mr. Chill Mellow way of saying it, that I just, there's not gonna be any man that that's high up on the chain for me, that it's gonna move my faith. It's just not gonna move the needle. I grieve. I'm telling you, I grieve so badly for that ministry and those people who I feel like I know, his wife and, and, and that family. I said, but listen, if you're going to think for a second, I'm taking my eyes off, it ain't happening. My eyes are not coming off of Jesus. And I invite you into that type of resolution this morning. 
Don't care what anything else is, is doing, what anybody else is doing. Keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. Keep your gaze firmly fixed. Be captivated on every day. Wow. What a beautiful name. What a powerful name. How great. You guys stand with me. Shroud, I didn't tell you this, but we're all right. I know to do this, man. Let's go back to uh, nothing else. I want to sing that a little bit. As we sang that song this morning, it so stirred me for what I knew we were going to share. And so we're going to sing a little bit of that. And I want you to seal and solidify this word in your heart today to be captivated by Christ, to keep your eyes on Jesus. Even though things might get rough around you and be difficult, you're looking and say, no, no, he's still there. I'm going to say it. I'm caught up in your presence. And I just want to sit here at your feet. I'm caught up in this holy moment. Oh, yeah. And I never want to leave. Never want to leave. For blessings Cause Jesus you don't owe me anything And more than anything that you can do I just want you I'm caught up, I'm caught up in your presence oh yeah I'm caught up in your presence. Come on, lift it up, church. And I just want to sit here at your feet. I'm caught up in this holy moment, oh Lord, yeah. I never want to For blessings, cause Jesus, you don't owe me anything, and more than anything that you can do, I just want you. Right, come on and prophesy over your life right now. Say, I just want you, nothing else, nothing else, nothing else will do. I just want you, oh, nothing else, oh, nothing else, nothing else. Just want you, yeah. Nothing else, nothing else, nothing else will do. Oh, I just want you, nothing else, 
you've established for us you are the way the truth and the life and God we know that no one comes to the Father except through you but today church I want to remind you go back to the top of that verse sometimes we remember again for salvation hey the only way you're gonna get to God is through Christ but then we forget he said at the top of the verse I am the way and the truth and the life, meaning upon salvation, keep going back. Keep perceiving of what he's done for you in Christ, captivated by the glory of who he is and what he does in your life. So I want to invite those of you who have not yet received what we just talked about to receive it. So let's bow our heads just for a moment. We're going to pray. If that's you, throw a hand in the air. We're going to pray this prayer. If, if it's you online or you're listening to this in a podcast later, the power of God unto salvation is not limited and is ready for you. So pray this, Lord Jesus. I thank you for your sacrifice. My sin has separated me from you. But I thank you that you made a way for me to return to you, be forgiven, be healed, be restored. Now I submit my life to you to walk in your way, enjoying the salvation you've provided and the new life that I have in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, give God a shout of praise today. Come on, lift it up to him. Lift it up to him. Awesome. If that was you today and you prayed that prayer, we got some information we want to share with you in our next step process. 
It may be, uh, yeah, it's up there on the screen. Just email next step to the rock online. Because here's the deal. You're not created to live this life alone. You're created to live it in community with the people of God. And so I believe there's somebody for everybody or a group for everybody that's going to help you be able to take your next steps in the walk of faith. In order to do what? What we just talked about, to stay captivated by Christ. He has every answer that you need and the wisdom for your life. So he provides that salvation, but then he provides everything else so that you can walk in a way that glorifies and that honors him and keeps you in covenant and relationship with him. So today, don't buy, don't buy the story from the world, man. It's, we're here in America, man. It's me, and I'm good. I'm free, and I can handle my business by myself. No, you can't. I'll tell you no, not right now. No. <laughs> wrong. Wrong, wrong. God's called you into the place. Receive it. So we'd love to help you. If we can help you, bless you, man, connect you with somebody or put you in a group so you can make that next step, man, please. If I, could, if I could just get down here and beg at your seat, please, don't pass that opportunity. God has more and more and more he wants to do in your life. Don't waste the opportunity. All right? Cool? Man, I love you guys. You guys are such a blessing. Pastor, I'm receiving the love for you right now from these faces. So receive it right where you are, sir. We love you. And man, this is, it's great to be in God's house today. Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about our church, visit therockonline.org.